You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning, and welcome to episode 119 of the Real Reading Podcast. You can like us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod, and you can search for Real Reading Podcast Group to join us on Facebook. Um, so it's 2021, it's a fresh new year, new start. Everything is completely different and better, yeah? Yeah, like overnight on New yeah, Year's Eve. Just changed. Yeah. I think that's why I hate New Year's Eve or New Year's that that magic imaginary line in the sand i think that's why i hate it the most because you get so you just think right okay if this is my year and yeah. the reality is that it just flows on through from the previous day to the next day and yeah all of a sudden it's january the 13th <laughs> yes <laughs> changed Apart same rubbish different groundhog year. days existence mm. and we all still work from home and Bloody bloody blah. We're still and we can't here. even say that. Oh, but at least on New Year's Eve we had a good night out. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't. <laughs> so no, what, just, just out of, in, out of interest in, in the interest of padding out what will be quite a short podcast anyway. What did you do for New Year's Eve? Uh, beige buffet. Oh, yes, same. Um, and watched Jules Holland. I managed to stay up until about half twelve and then went to bed. Very <laughs> exciting. How about you guys? Yeah, I was. Uh, we got a takeaway and um, got Chinese, and uh, in, in classic fashion, I thought I could just rock up at the Chinese at about seven o'clock <laughs> and get my uh, takeaway, and we ended up getting it at twenty past nine. Oh, so um, <laughs> so it's pretty much New Year by the time we finished having dinner. So uh, yeah. Did manage to stay up and watch the fireworks, um, and then I was working the next day, so I went to I went to bed after that. Um, yeah, just what can you say? Groundhog Groundhog Year, isn't it? Yeah, in uh, the near us did have some fireworks. Oh that, god, um, yeah. They must have spent. You know, I, it wasn't annoying me because it's New Year's Eve. It's midnight. You expect there to be a few bangers going off but somebody must have spent hundreds and hundreds of pounds which yeah, again was... we weren't complaining about because we went out the front and watched them but yeah. i uh i was staying at my mum and dad's in in bracknell for the for um that that even because we we're in a support bubble with them because of our under one year old child um just before anybody ats me on twitter um <laughs> got to defend myself but no we our, our baby decided to have her first ever meltdown on new year's eve we were sort of thinking oh, oh. and uh, we'll probably just put her down to bed see if we can come down for a bit or or we'll just go to bed anyway so she had a right old meltdown couldn't settle her um ended up having to go and find some emergency cowpole from one of my mum's friends um because it looked like she was in pain i think she's just overtired but Obviously, got excited by the thought of New Year's Eve. It's got her down to bed about ten to twelve, and then it occurred to me, 
there's about to be an artillery barrage outside the window. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, she slept through it. But God, it was a it was half an hour of just angst. Will she wake up? Won't she? Because it's taken us the best part of four and a half hours to get her to sleep. <laughs> oh God, it was Aww, tense. <laughs> poor little thing. I know. I don't, I don't know whether. Like a I don't know. red in the face one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like needs to poo or something. But just <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. There you go, listeners. She's um, not old enough for teeth yet, is she? No, 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 no. Well, we were wondering if it was teething. They do, but she's yeah. only, only. They do. Apparently, that can happen as early as three months, but that mm. seemed a bit. I'm so yeah. glad you can't remember that when you've grown. Yeah. Oh, teeth weird. Right. Yeah. When when you're really little, you grow your teeth, and then when you're slightly less little, all your teeth fall out, and you grow new teeth, and then yeah. those teeth are the teeth you have until you die. Yes. Isn't that weird? That's such a weird thing. Have you ever seen an X-ray of like yes. a child's jaw? It's weird. It's with weird. The big teeth underneath already yeah. there. Like a shark. Yeah, so it's like, really weird. Every time weird. a shark loses a tooth, it grows another one. But oh, like we just got two sets. And then we have, and then suddenly you get another two, another couple of teeth appearing. Sometimes, if you're an adult, when yeah. you're an adult as well, which is extremely uncomfortable. What's that all about? Oh, yeah, I only no. have three. You meant to have four, aren't you? No. But one of mine just never happened. I've got mine. Mine have never come all the way through. I've got four, but they're all in various different states of still in my gum. They've never come all the way through, Ooh. and they've never caused me any problems. But it's weird. Yeah, that's probably because you're not very wise. My understanding is <laughs> oh, okay. the, the better your wisdom, wisdom teeth are, the more wise you are. <laughs> so I'm only three okay. quarters wise. Yeah, because <laughs> I was missing one. Semi-wise. And actually, I've had them all taken out now anyway, so ah. I'm no ah, well, no wise. <laughs> more, well, yeah, but you say that. The right. fact that more, that was more, not very good grammatically proves <laughs> more room for brains, though. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Maybe that's more what it was. Space. Yeah. Yeah. I think it um, could be. So on on that note, then um, I've written here. This won't this won't flow at all. But I've written it in the script, so I'm going to read it. Never fear, though. We're here to keep you entertained for a short period of time each week. And although we've got a shortened pod this week as we work our way back to full match fitness after one mince pie too many, we hope you'll enjoy it. In the meantime, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with us. Get in touch with the team. Email hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Real Reading Pod, and join our Facebook group by searching Real Reading Podcast. Thank you, Jeremy. We move straight into our little headline section. Um, three news, three stories making the news. Um, I wasn't entirely sure the world needed another think piece on free school meals, but um, here we are. Berkshire Live has a piece on a Reading mum. Um, who was given what appears to be three pounds worth of food for her free school meal? Um, I guess, um, Rach, you're the you're probably the closest one of us to having a child at school. Um, in that I have a child. At you school. have a child at school. Yes. Um, well, technically not at the moment. No. Um, but I just the I, I guess homeschooling have resumed. <laughs> um, what have you What have you made of of everything that's been going? Because I guess the the big issue is that these are supposedly thirty pound food hampers, and hampers conjures up all kinds yeah. of um, luxury. And uh, I know you should never always take what goes around on social media uh, as a as a given because you know sourcing this stuff and making sure it's correct. But frankly, if Marcus Rashford is tweeting it, 
then uh, that is uh, that is awesome. good enough for me. Can I um, just interject very quickly? Uh, you can. It is actually fifteen pound. It's not thirty oh, it? pounds. Okay. That's one right. of the things that's come out of that this particular tweet that's not right. I think thirty okay. pounds has got two children. Right. Yeah, Fine. I was okay. going to say I read a few different articles and different sources on this, and yeah, some say thirty. Yeah. Which, like you said, it must be for multiple kids. Some say fifteen. Yeah. Some said ten pound fifty, including <laughs> like the cost of sorting the pack out and getting it shipped off yeah. to whoever it's going to and stuff. But either way, I feel like that's a shame. I don't think anybody except expects it to be, you know, like a weekly shop. No. no, nobody would expect that. But the the pictures that I've seen um, on social media, you you just look at it and think what on earth are you supposed to do with that you know the, the, so if it's for a week for a child there was five pieces of fruit okay yeah. great one for each day of the week fine um there was a loaf of bread great no margarine or butter or anything but hopefully they might already have that in the fridge for the rest of the family but the only thing you've got to put in a sandwich is what we call here plastic cheese yeah I think everybody um, does, but or burger cheese as it's. Uh, yeah, it's only good for burgers. Yeah. Maybe a hot dog if you're yeah. pushing the boundaries, uh, but nothing else sort of to go with it—a tomato or something. Um, but the one that really confused me was uh, the bag of pasta. Yeah. <laughs> because there was nothing to go with the pasta. There was sort of no pasta sauce. There was no tuna. No, whatever you like, there was nothing. Just plain yeah. cooked pasta. So I just, I can understand people's frustration at the contents of it because it was rubbish. Um, so this... I'm not sure that the quantities were horrific because if they were, well, particularly for primary school children, I know this. the story that we, we're going to look at was yeah. that, um, that the lady had older children, um, teenagers, so that it might be slightly different. But I think that would certainly be enough food for Zachary for a week, it's just the food they got. You couldn't do anything with it. Yeah. And it wasn't particularly healthy either. So the, the story that's on Berkshire Live this uh, this morning, I think it's I think it went up today. Uh, it was a, by today, I mean Wednesday, uh, when yeah, we are did. recording this on Wednesday, the 13th of January. Um, it's a, it's a Elaine, Stace, Elaine Stacey, a mum from Reading, um, who was given a food parcel worth £3 to feed her 17-year-old son for a week. And it contained a loaf of bread, weighed out pasta in a sandwich bag, three jelly pots and a jar of Dolmio sauce. Um, you know, I'm obviously a 37-year-old man, but certainly one jar of Dolmio sauce would not do me on some pasta for a week, let alone a growing 17-year-old boy. Um, I think she, she says during the previous lockdown, she was given £15 food vouchers um, and speaking to PA, because this this story, Hugh, am I right? This is a story from uh, the, the Press Association rather yeah. than a bunch yeah, well, of investigations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Miss, Miss Stacy is a carer, um, and unfortunately, was it got to the point where she was going to go hungry herself. And I, I guess she suggests looking at pawning her her jewellery to kind of try and pay for, and just to make things worse. Um, her son has Huntington's disease, ASD, and ADHD, um, which are tough enough in in a in a fully functioning world, let alone. Um, let alone the current the current world that we were in, so dreadful situation to be in, um, and 
I guess there, there were there have been a couple of comments on the story actually about people offering to offering to help, which has been really really heartwarming. But I, nice. I guess in this grand scheme of things, it does seem that not enough care has. It's great that free school meals are going out, but not enough care has been taken to ensure that they are actually worth the tub that they've been chucked in. Um, and that, I don't know. I, I did um, just in case, just because. You always get, you always get, especially on social media, you'll always get people having a go at people receiving free school meals. But because, you know, because, you know, you shouldn't be, well, you shouldn't be poor then. That that feels like this general thing. But I've, I've just pulled up the um, Reading Borough Council qualifications to receive free school meals. And the, the qualifications are income support, income-based job seekers allowance, income-related employment and support allowance, support under part six. I think I've got my Roman numerals the right way around there. The Immigration and Asylum Act 99, guaranteed element of pension credit, child tax credit, provided you're not also entitled to working tax credit, working tax credit run-on, which is paid four weeks after you stop qualifying for working tax credit, or universal credit. You apply on or after the 1st of April 2018. Your income, your household income must be less than £7,400. And there are a couple of other things on there as well. But I think it, it's very easy for the for the three of us to sit here and, and, and be and be kind of aghast at this but it's obviously happening up and down the country and from just from my point of view it's absolutely shameful that that in this you know in britain as a modern country that this is even something we have to get annoyed about um mm. i will try I think and authorities are already recognizing that the packs that they're sending out aren't adequate and are trying yeah. to address it um, and i suppose they did have to turn things around pretty quickly yeah. um i won't I, give it a huge amount of warning but I, I guess the people in charge have to sit back and think would that be adequate yeah well this is the thing children. though free school meals have been going out during a pandemic for, for i guess over a year now so the mm. fact that you know it wouldn't have taken all they'd have needed it would, it would be to get a one parent in and go is this enough because clearly they're yeah. not spending all of that money that they're getting on. And I appreciate some of it has to go to pay workers to pack these things and and transport and all that stuff. But, I mean, come on. Yeah. It's, I it's, don't remember it's, these arguments the, be, previously, if people were getting vouchers before. Well, this is the vouchers have changed, didn't it? It's changed to these because... Um, because the voucher, I don't know, I guess people were worried that vouchers were going to be spent on things other than free school meals. But I'm not sure that was that was possible because they were vouchers for specific things, I think. I don't I don't know. This is now it's getting into the realms of things I don't know because I don't have yeah. a child on free school meals. So I'm not sure at this point. But I think at the end of the day, it wouldn't have taken much to just get a parent to look at that pack and go, hmm, yeah, hmm, that would probably last a day. Yeah, although, like I said, I don't. It wasn't so so much the quantity; it was no. the, what was in it that you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't create meals out of it. So it was completely wasted. That's the ironic thing is that mm. it probably some of it would go to waste because what can, well, you, what can you do with that? I'll crack on with my banana and Dolmio pasta bake later on. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you could have a banana sandwich. That's banana on toast. That's not horrendous. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, not massively nutritious, maybe, as a rounded meal. <laughs> Should we move on to the second story on our agenda? Um, which is the news that Reading Borough Council has raked in nearly half a million pounds in fines from just one bus lane. Now, wow. I mean, I, Hugh, you've written this story. Um, I, write this, yeah. is, I, I write this story every year and it's always <laughs> the same bus lane. Um, <laughs> it's the bus lane in Minster Street in Reading where, um, uh, and it always catches by far the most drivers. Mm. Um, Where's Minster Street? So off Broad Street down towards um, Gun Street, I think. Oh, okay. Like the oh, yes. sort of back of Primark and the Oracle through there. Yeah, John, yeah, John Lewis. Back John of John Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, there, yeah. that's okay. the one, yeah. And, uh, yeah, people get caught there the entire time. Um, so you're not allowed to drive through there at all? Or no. it's like time restrictions or...? Um, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to drive there at all, but um, I could be wrong. But yeah, it's the same lane every every year, and um, caught them out about the same amount as it did last year. Um, but the it was over fourteen thousand, fourteen thousand yeah. seven hundred ninety three, I think, um, which is quite a lot. Um, but we to, to caveat that that's twenty nineteen twenty sort of financial year, so. Um, covid would not have had an effect on on these figures so it's essentially yeah. pre-pandemic uh, which is why they're about the same as the year before um council says in its report this year that it's expecting a massive drop in in the number of everything to do with its car parks um its roads bus lanes car parks parking fines all that stuff for between march and april this year um understandably um and so all the money that they raise from it's important to point this out because people think that, that it's just a money making operation finding people um all the money goes back into traffic projects around the area um and the i think the report says states that the reason why you, that you get fine if you drive down a bus lane is because they're for buses and not for a car <laughs> not for cars and you're not supposed to drive them down and the whole point is to try to have public transport only areas um, to make public reading buses what it is and mm. as quick as it is and efficient as it is. And if people drive down a bus lane, I think in Minster Street, uh, I'm, I'm, I am guessing here, but I'd say a lot of the time in Minster Street, people do it by accident. There's no real benefit from driving down there in a car. There's no, but a lot, you know, a lot of the bus lanes, just for example, um, in Bath Road, if you were to just drive down the bus bus lane all the way in Bath Road, you'd get to where you're, or in uh, in Wokingham Road, you'd get to where you're going a lot quicker, which is why that you're not supposed to drive in them, and that's why you get yeah. fined because they're shortcuts. So, yeah. so that's what, and uh, that's what what the situation is with regards to these fines. This is an annual report they put out around this time every year. Just showing how much, how many people have been fined, how much, how how much money has been generated from these fines, but it's not like it all sits in a pot. Um, it yeah. gets re redistributed into other projects. So, um, 
while it's annoying, I once got fined for driving a bus lane at Reading Station twice within the same 10 second period where I went round a roundabout from one into the other without realizing it. Um, don't forget Castle Hill. Oh, Castle Hill, yeah, yeah, when, uh, yeah, I've been fined there for my back wheel going into a uh, into the bus lane as well. Multiple, so that, multiple occasions, uh, yes, on at least more, at least two occasions, I think, possibly in successive days, yeah. Um, I so, suppose with Minster Street, if you come up King's Road towards town centre, mm. maybe by the time you kind of get to that bend where Prezos yeah. is. Yeah, it's the only way there's, the only way road to go down. Yeah. So, exactly. You can't so you turn, think, oh, turn, turn right. off. Yeah. yeah. I so I guess I've got I've got two schools of thought here. The first one is that has been bus only for an awful long time just looking at the picture it does there is a specific time i think you can go down there um i think it's looking at the picture uh, and this might be an old picture so forgive me but it looks like it says 4 p.m till it, it, there's a there's certainly a, a period of time where i think you can go down there um that may well have changed uh, this may be an old picture there's certainly a lot of people in this picture so it's certainly not a recent picture no. um but that that has been there as a bus lane for a long, long time. So it's not like it's a new one catching them out. But I guess my my other side of the fence point of view is that if pe that many people are being caught every year repeatedly, then clearly the signage isn't strong enough. True. Or it needs to be. Then it needs to be the the it needs to be stronger in terms of. I know. I mean, there's there are signs there clearly, but there are also traffic lights telling traffic to go left. So. You know, I it, clearly, yeah. clearly, the signage there is not working. But um, and in 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 some ways, obviously, you know, the council used that money, as you say, Hugh, to put into traffic. So losing that money is is a bad thing. But oh, it's useful money, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I, I don't, you know, in a kind of sort of slightly sadistic way, if it's out of t if there was a way of knowing if it was out of towners, then I'd have less of a problem with it. But if it's people from Reading being fined, I'm not I'm not quite so. I'm not quite so up for that. Yeah, I think I don't mind Johnny out of town. Being, I think yeah, I don't, mind, don't mind Johnny out of town being fine to pay for our traffic projects. But <laughs> I think generally, if you get a fine for anything, would be it parking, speeding, or going to a bus lane, no one will ever use listen to you if you say, "Well, I didn't know it was there." Yeah. So uh, that that is not really an excuse in any no. in any walk of life. Um, I, in that you should be alert enough to work out oh, of course and especially in a busy pedestrian area like that you yeah. should be alert but it just the, the figures seem to be the same most years and it does suggest that perhaps the signage isn't working as well as it uh, uh, perhaps could and i'm not sure how much confidence i would have if i drove up king's road there and wanted to turn around i'm not sure oh i'm in the wrong place i'm not sure if i would feel confident about turning around now I, I don't know especially if there was yeah. a couple of big buses up behind you True. Probably, oh, I'll take wanting the final. to use their lane yeah that's <laughs> quite, quite rightly yeah. Um, uh, yeah yeah i mean it's he's the same one every year so you are probably correct in saying that there, there may be an issue with it but um the council would just say you're not supposed to drive in bus yeah, lanes and so fine that's but, fair enough you know it's a good source of income yeah <laughs> <laughs> well yeah they had all their income taken away from various other sources so i'm sure it's i'm sure true. they have to think out think of these yeah. these these ways of generating stuff i mean money to do things with 
on it's about councils on, with money is that they spend it on things it's not like they just sort of sit on it <laughs> yes yeah. don't hoard it yeah. i mean on the plus side the council have achieved uh, a reduction in cars in the town center so over the last year so well well done yeah yeah, maybe there will be fewer road repairs required this year because nobody's been allowed maybe. to drive anywhere. Maybe. maybe okay. We'll balance out. Um, the final story is a uh, uh, that was more fun than I thought it was going to be talking about same <laughs> fines. But um, you suggesting you thought it was going to be boring. <laughs> I wasn't sure what we were going to get out of it, but we've you know we've done we've done a good bit. So. Um, the final story is the nine of the most notoriously ugly buildings in Berkshire. Um, Hugh asked me for some opinions, and I don't believe he's included any of my opinions in this piece. This yeah, overall. It is a couple of weeks old. Um, I suggested uh, the place in um, Bracknell that has replaced the old 3M building is incredibly ugly. Um, well, I can't remember what else I oh, I did suggest the, um, the old Murdoch's pub on the A4, which you have included. Yeah, um, I'd forgotten about that one. So that's yeah. for that. That, yeah. that I mean that that just needs that just if they, if they you know I mean come on just build the flats we all know you're going to build flats just build them yeah um, if ever a building needed knocking down and replacing with a nice block of flats then that yeah. that is it it's just you can you know you can see it from miles yeah. away yeah and it sticks out like a the proverbial sore thumb I was I was also pleased. I was also pleased to see that you uh, you reused my Midway precinct picture as well, Hugh. That, uh, yeah. that is particularly uh, grim. It is. I believe <laughs> the word to describe that is dated. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, Bar- it's Berkshire, the whole of Berkshire. This, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, not just Reading. Yeah, so um, there's the uh, the your your old friend, the Point Royal Flats in uh, Bracknell, which is a yes. Which is an extraordinary building, which is considered to be a great piece of architecture. Um, yeah, but uh, mm. it's really not. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rach, what's uh, what's your favourite of these? And is there anything? Missed? It's those Point Royal flats. They look yeah. like they could be in Benidorm or somewhere, <laughs> yeah. especially with the nice blue sky behind. <laughs> yeah, that is a very old picture of the. <laughs> must admit. Um. Oh, the ugly buildings! <laughs> I'm sure we've got loads in Reading. <laughs> I mean, the whole area by the police well, station. My favourite one got knocked door. down. Which one was that? The Castle Grayskull one got knocked oh, down. Oh, the metal box. It? On um, yeah, on Forbury box? Road. That that was yeah. pretty ugly. I always yeah. liked the King's Point with the eyes. Yes, that was my. Yeah, that was nice. And that's been replaced <laughs> with a block of very swanky, expensive flats, yeah. which are yeah. much nicer to the landscape, but lack, somewhat lacking in its character. I think I think you've been a bit Any unfair of our concrete on... car parks aren't yes. particularly yes. pretty, um, are they? Oh, Garrod, Garrod Street, yeah, it's particularly that one. ugly. I do feel you've been a bit unfair on the Bristol and West Arcade, Hugh. Um, there's nothing. It's just it's it's down. It's run down and. Decrepit. If someone spruced it up a bit, I'm sure it looked very nice. Oh, but, that's the plan. Yes, this is true. This is true. Is there any missing from this list, Rach? Do you think? I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I do. I still, I still, I'm still going oh. with um, the thing that's replaced the 3M building. I'm still sticking with that one in Bracknell. That's awful. It's a stairway to nowhere. I think is what I called it. Stairway to nowhere. Yeah, hmm. yeah just that whole bit around the Civic Centre, which. 
I know at some point there'll be something awesome will go there. What the hexagon? Is that harsh? It's mm. it's not it's not very pretty. I know it, when it was built, when was it sixties? Yeah. Uh it was probably the height of architecture, but it's not it's not particularly pretty, is it? Can you imagine if you were a famous person <laughs> touring and then you pull up in that sort of underground bit where the stage doors are? Like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> um well, oh, I can't think yes. off the top of my head. I should have had a little brainstorm, shouldn't I? Well, you didn't know I was going to ask you that, in fairness. No. All right. Shall we? We'll leave it there. These are our, Those are our headlines this week. Um, we That's it for part one. We're going to move into part two, and we'll go straight to the random question, which I feel like is one we've possibly had before, but never mind. It's New Year, new questions, even if they're the same questions. The random question. Hey guys, we're back. It's random question time. Um, where was your best birthday party? Hugh, I know you have some strong. Yeah, Hugh's excited. Feelings. Go on. Loads of quests. Loads of quests. <laughs> At the top of London Street, um, there was a warehouse where you could play Laser Quest. Yeah. Um, from the age i think you must have had birthday parties there when you were a little bit older so maybe for the age about 10 plus you would run around with your laser gun and your laser pack trying to shoot other people <laughs> with their with your laser and not get shot yourself and it was always an excellent birthday party um what would happen is your group would turn up and there'd be about say 10 of you and then you'd play, and then there'd be a couple of other random people who went to play Laser Quest every week as their hobby. And what they would do <laughs> is they would pick out your dad and follow him around. And every time they shot him, and because your pack depleted, didn't it, for like mm. ten seconds, and then they would wait for ten seconds, and then his pack would come on, and they'd shoot your dad again, and repeat <laughs> the process for the entire game. Your dad would end up oh, on about minus five, people. minus five thousand in a mood have been completely <laughs> outwitted by a child um and that would be the game and the rest of you would have great fun shooting each other and parents would be persecuted by these, these professional laser questers <laughs> that's the laser quest experience can you still go to laser quest i know not the one in london oh, Street, I don't but... know. yeah they, there are some around yeah. one... i think it's making a bit of a quirky retro comeback we, there's what we went on our cricket tour to Bristol maybe four or five years ago and it was raining, so we didn't play our game and we went and had an epic game of Laser Quest instead. And again, there are these still these weird little kids there just who are amazing at it. <laughs> so it's obviously a thing in the West Country as well. Little else to do down there, is there? <laughs> um, just looking at this, the nearest, the, the, there's one in, and I'm sure there's one. Oh, is it, I think there's one in Maidenhead. Yes, I think I think you're right. Absolutely, laser tag. Yeah, it's, uh, Wokingham it's not Super as catchy Bowl, as Laser Quest, is it? No, Absolutely we went. Laser me tag. and my friends ages ago went on an outdoor laser quest as well, which is like an army thing. It's like mm. if you can imagine Laser oh, wow. Quest crossed with paintball, you'd be yeah. running around the woods, oh, but with laser cool. guns. And <laughs> it was so hard to shoot each other. There was one ridiculous moment where 
my mate and I like jumped out on each other and we're standing about a foot apart in the good old days when you could stand yeah. about a foot apart and we're trying to shoot each other and just couldn't hit just kept missing in a in a real like gunfight we were both been killed but uh, um in that you couldn't hit the target because it's on your helmet in a little circle it's really hard to hit it's more painful than paintballing as well i'd imagine yeah. and this you can carry on i'm just on i'm on this absolutely laser tag website now it looks like it's for kids but i don't know there must be they must do an adult event come on because i'll be up for that they must do be well up for that another team night out i feel suitable for children between on the list five and 13 years old we're gonna have such fun oh. when covid finishes <laughs> we're gonna go mental when we, have our vaccine, <laughs> when we get vaccinated in 2023 we're gonna run wild <laughs> i've had a precautionary uh, covid test this morning oh my first one should you be talking to us are you, are you sitting in a rocking chair, right? I am, yeah. Do I look like an old lady? <laughs> a little bit. I feel like <laughs> you're knitting out. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, my first my first COVID test. I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but it. I just assumed the one where they swab the back of your throat would be horrific, and um, yeah, the nose one not so much. But actually, it was the opposite way round. The throat one was fine, but the nose one felt like. Yeah. I had the biggest sneeze about to come, oh. like sort of tingly and yeah, stingy a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very odd, but very quick and efficient. So hopefully, um, I don't have it. Rach, just quickly, did you have a favourite birthday? Oh yeah, back to that. Um, well, childhood-wise, because my birthday's Halloween. Mm. Oh, it explains a lot. I know, getting there first, which. Um, but I, we, I did have quite a few Halloween-themed parties, as you'd mm. imagine. But probably the one I remember was actually just down the road from you, Hugh, at Sonning Common Village Hall, uh, my black and white-themed party, which may have been when I was 10, with uh, DJ uh, Andy Busby with his Wheels of Steel, I believe, was hired. <laughs> nice little plug there. Why I remember that <laughs> name, I have no idea. Uh, but as an adult, probably my 30th at the moderation on Caversham Road was uh, pretty epic. Um, fancy oh, dress. I don't think I, went, I was invited to that, right? Oh, that's <laughs> a bit awkward, isn't it? I think you were invited. I think you were busy. Oh, and I was right. quite affected. He, he was quite bit. busy. He was quite busy mm. back then. Well, yeah. You've spun that round, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone had to dress up with uh, as something beginning with the letter R for Rach, and because it was Halloween that weekend, the the pub had hired a a live band anyway, which sort of looked like I'd done it, but I hadn't. <laughs> so it was just a really nice. really great night. Tom, I believe you were Ray Stance of Ghostbusters. I was indeed. I was indeed. That was good mm. fun. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I was Robin Hood. Yes. I could have come um, as The Rock had I been invited. Just in a tiny pair of briefs. No, <laughs> Maybe no, a good job I, you were busy. Yeah, I would have found another way of dressing up as The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to see that. And I don't quite think I would have been able to relax if oh, I had been dressed like no. that. I'm not one of those types. I'm not a rugby player. So therefore, 
don't have that level of self-confidence to strut around like that. <laughs> My dad, bless him, came as a Roman and yes. wore a toga. <laughs> he was not very comfortable either. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, oh dear, it was good fun. It was a good oh night. Dear. And then good obviously dad. ended up in the after dark. Yeah, we should talk about the after dark next week. Yeah. Sad times. I'll see if I can arrange some special guests to come and talk about the after dark. How about that? And we can get, get sad really again. nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. That is it for this week. Um, oh, is that right? Is that okay? Sorry. Um, there will be a baby and a mother bumbling through the door very shortly. So uh, silence will be... Oh. Struggling for words. You sent them out for a yeah. They well, they've, they've, out for they've, a little walk. Yeah, they've gone out for a bit of a walk. So um, I felt a bit guilty because my neighbour's having a new kitchen put in. Yeah, and you grassed them I, up I, to I, the feds. No, <laughs> no, I didn't grass them up to the feds. You're allowed to have um, work done in your house. I think uh, they decided to start knocking tiles off the wall uh, at about ten to eleven. Uh, when we were starting at 11 and yeah. I was like oh no it, the whole house was shaking so Rich bless him went and knocked around and went could you maybe do something else for about an hour and then you can resume <sighs> so that Rach can do the podcast so that was nice do you like do you like them do you get on with them oh yeah good yeah no no they're nice that's all right nice and they cool. have been very quiet for the last hour <laughs> so well good neighbors excellent should we leave it there then? Yeah. Thanks, guys. Here's Jeremy. If you'd like to get in touch with us and tell us about your favourite birthday party. Get in touch with the team. Email hello at realreadingpodcast.co.uk Find us on Twitter and Instagram at realreadingpod and join our Facebook group by searching Real Reading Podcast. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, that's all we have for this week. We'll be back next week with, I think, what might be an After Dark Remembrance special. Um, we'll see. We'll see who I can round up. Um, we all have a can of Red Stripe ready. Oh, I think we might. We could do. We, we did like late night, late night real reading. Yeah. Get <laughs> some of the old DJs on. Yeah. Yeah. What like Hollyoaks late night? I'll, Rach, I'll, I'll go out. I'll I'll break restrictions. I'll go out. I'll go and source you some red stripe, and I'll bring it round, and I'll leave yes. it there, and I can then watch you drink it with glee. Yeah. Yeah. It's not one you. Yeah. It's not one you'd choose to drink, is it? No. Nope. Unless you'd already been elsewhere and then end up in the <laughs> after dark with your beer tokens. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If uh, if you have a moment, please give us a rating or a review. Uh, a rating and a review um, on your favourite pod. I think we've had a review for nearly two years on iTunes, which is really sad. We'd love a <laughs> review. That would be nice. Um, <laughs> nice review. That would be great. Um, but we'll be back next week for more Reading Podcast goodness. Bye! Bye! Bye. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast.